This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Good and Talk back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. You join me this morning at uh, the middle of our week now and uh, as we move towards that important game against Brentford on Friday, it is looking ever increasingly likely that Arsenal will not add any more players before that first game of the Premier League. And even if they were between now and then, it'd be highly unlikely that they would be involved on Friday. And so we can pretty much reserve ourselves now to knowing that whoever does come in before now and the end of the window, it will not have been done prior to the start of the Premier League season, besides, of course, Lukonga, White and Tavares. So, uh, it's frustrating. It's annoying. It's uh, something that's definitely worth a discussion. But as the club have said, they want us to judge them at the end of the window. We'll wait and see if uh, that does indeed turn out to be something that we can, you know, actually genuinely assess with any kind of positivity towards the end of the window. We will wait and see. Um, but for the moment, the links do continue. Uh, the chaos does go on and the Newton's cradle of the transfer window does indeed keep swinging back and forth for a number of stories. Please make sure if you haven't already to drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on. You can also help support the channel by becoming a member as well and getting some exclusive access to not only some extra stuff in the chat box, but also our Discord server as well well and also you can help support the channel by going and checking out uh pick your team by the arsenal review again you may have seen this uh, creeping up on your social feeds over the last few days or so as we push ahead with the new season uh what you've got here is you've got a predictor game in which you've got to try and guess what Mikel Arteta is thinking and what he's going to do in regards to his team every single game throughout the season you get points the amount of players that you get right and you could win some big big prizes like a thousand pounds at the end of the season should you win and there are other prizes up for grabs as well join the table join the league see if you can beat me and a lot of our members as well as we'll be taking part for sure and uh we'll be revealing in the the preview show ahead of the Brentford game which is still yet to be scheduled because of personal stuff and work life stuff still to be sorted out but in that preview show we will be using the Arsenal reviews pick your team for our predictors every single week so without further ado let's crack on with today's news and start off with 
talking about Lucas Torreira. The Uruguayan midfielder, of course, is still away and in Spain currently. And a lot of conjecture was surrounding um, a little midfielder about what might happen with him in the future. And whilst it is true that links have been hard to find uh, regarding Torreira, the club are certainly struggling to move him on. But one of the big questions about why he had not returned to the club has been answered. Uh, thanks to Dan Critchlow on Twitter for this, who provided the information and explained that because of the whole red-listed countries and Uruguay being one of them, that he had to basically travel to Spain first isolate for a certain period of time or not isolate but just stay there for a certain period of time and then can safely move between Spain and the UK so that you can avoid that 10-day quarantine so we hopefully should be back in the UK very soon we move on to Yakin Correa I mean this is a really strange one and and you've probably noticed that there's not much in regards to outs to talk about the Joe Willock situation is still very much um traveling onwards and then we're waiting to get kind of official confirmation on on that deal but in regards to anything else unfortunately there's just no real movement in regards to outs right now Kalasnach we're still waiting for a termination in Ketia we're still waiting for more word on the interest in Brighton and so we only really have possible ins to talk about today and the first one is Yakin Correa and uh, according to Italian media Arsenal had a bid rejected uh, for the Argentinian attacking midfielder slash centre forward slash wide playmaker and I, I don't really understand this link. I, I'm, I'd i be surprised if there was truth in it. I don't think he's the type of attacking midfielder that Arsenal would be looking for. I just don't think he really improves on what we've already got. I think he would, you know, suit a, a more kind of lower down the table Premier League team if they were going to go for him. And I know we finished eighth and there's a lot of jokes to be made there. But I just don't think this is the right type of deal that Arsenal would and should look to do this window. But you never know. There could be more truth in it than I'm thinking there is. But I would be very sceptical about this link and this specific player. Moving on to Corentin Tolisso. Bayern Munich, France midfielder, available for a very meagre fee uh, with Bayern looking to kind of revamp their midfield. Of course, they've been linked with a number of players like uh, Dodda Kamavinga from Rennes, for instance. And they have some good midfielders there already with Leon Goretzka and Joshua Kimmich there too. And Talisa is supposedly said to be kind of surplus to requirements there. And uh, they are willing to let him go for, as I've said already, a meager fee and Arsenal and Manchester United are two clubs both interested in Talisa. This is an in this is really an interesting one for me. It makes a lot of sense considering his price tag and his age and how much he's still got to kind of give uh, at that level. And I think he's certainly a player that would improve our midfield. He did really well at Leon, did well at Bayern when he first came and obviously has had to compete with some ridiculously good people there in the middle of the park. He's one to keep an eye on. I hope there's more truth to this link than a lot of people seem to feel that there is. But Arsenal are credited with interest in snapping up the mid-20s Corentin Tolisso from Bayern Munich this summer. Now, uh, Tammy Abraham, and you may have noticed the tongue-in-cheek thumbnail that I provided for you guys um, <laughs> today. Uh, obviously, Arsenal were previously interested in taking Tammy Abraham from Chelsea. It seemed there are a number of reports that linked him to Arsenal. And over the last few days or so, Roma have emerged as a possible uh, option for Tammy Abraham. Now, <laughs> there were some interesting reports yesterday that had said that Roma had offered to pay £34 million, pounds, between 35 and €40 million Euros, uh, for Tammy Abraham. Interestingly, this is slightly out of context because there is a loan with an option slash obligation to buy in that. I think the loan fee is around €5 million. Euros, and then if you wanted to buy him, you'd have to pay upwards of €35 million Euros for him. 
it is obviously very ironic considering the fact that Roma couldn't afford to bring in Granite Xhaka for less like for what we wanted, which is around 20 million pounds. But they're willing to go as high as a 34 million pound deal for Tammy Abraham in the next summer window, it should be said once again. Um, <laughs> I look, I, I'm not that keen on Tammy Abraham coming to Arsenal, not because he's a Chelsea player, just because I don't think the striking department is at the top of our priorities list by any shadow of a doubt. Um, and I, if we were, I'm not sure how much Abraham would really improve on what we've already got. I did put a tweet out yesterday and I'm still waiting for someone to kind of come up with a, a good answer to the question. But I don't know how Abraham, a player that has a lower shot conversion than Alex Lacazette, that has been playing in a team with a greater uh, chance frequency and quality of chances created for him, how that would translate to more goals for Arsenal, which is a very different scenario. I'm struggling there to get a good answer from that question. So if you feel like you know one, go onto my Twitter at the Google Talk TV and you can reply to that tweet and uh, come up with your own theories about it. But uh, Roma and Tammy Abraham could be a deal that you see done this summer. Sticking with strikers, uh, yesterday, of course, we did do a tactical breakdown on Dusan Vlovic, uh, the Fiorentina striker who is making waves in Italy. And you can, of course, go and check that out on the channel. We compared Vlovic to uh, Tammy Abraham, to Latara Martinez and to Alexandra Lacazette with the help of Italian football writer Rich Hall. Uh, so make sure you, if you haven't already, please do go and give that a watch to find out how he compares with those three strikers and what you could expect from the Serbian forward. Um, but Demarcio claims that Arsenal are indeed leading leading the race for uh, Vlovic this summer and that he has kind of gone ahead. If they are looking for a striker, he's kind of leading their list now above the likes of Tammy Abraham. He's an interesting forward, very different dynamically to what we've already got, would certainly add some aerial threats to our team, but he's also a lot more than that. His shooting is very good. He's very clinical. Uh, he's not slow by any means for a big six foot three striker either. He has got technical ability with the ball at his feet too. He can dribble with the ball should he need to. Uh, and we learned a lot about him in yesterday's tactical breakdown. Still an official bid is, is yet to be made if Arsenal are indeed looking to bring him in this summer. But DiMarzio claims that Arsenal have taken a lead over Tottenham Hotspur in the race to sign him. Maybe that's because Tottenham are still very much looking at Martinez as their kind of number one target this summer. Now, our kind of final story of the day is on James Madison. And you would have seen, I am sure, because how could you miss uh, the AFC Bells tweets these days? Talking about James Madison yesterday, followed up by an article by Chris Wheatley, which confirmed a lot of the information and told us some new information as well on both parts. Starting off with kind of the information from what the Bell talked about yesterday is that there's been kind of intermediaries being and, and doing the talking between the clubs. But the fact of the matter is that Arsenal are still apart from Leicester in the valuation of what they've offered. They want to start negotiations at around the £60 million figure. As we've known from what Chris Wheatley has told us, a number of different offers have been made by Arsenal with different players involved. One of them was Joe Willock, which, of course, uh, we now know is looking like most likely he will go to Newcastle and gain Arsenal a fair chunk of money in that deal. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Reese Nelson, Eddie Nketiah were also all involved in different types of deals offered to them, but they would prefer straight cash of around £60 million to do the deal. Possibly Joe Willock's uh, sale will enable Arsenal to push ahead, but there did seem in the reports to be a reluctance from Arsenal to kind of invest a lot of money in just one player. Now, if Joe Willock was part of a possible cash plus player deal, it would make more sense that now Joe Willock, we've made money from him. We can just use that money to add on to what we were going to pay for Madison. It's certainly one that's going to be rumbling on and could even go to kind of the final stages of the transfer window this summer. Uh, 
Um, there's no rush on, on either kind of camp for this to, to take place, it seems. And uh, Chris Whitley has said that were Arsenal to go and get James Madison, that Leicester have identified Man United's Jesse Lingard as a possible replacement for him. So all of the kind of the, the wheels are in motion. It's a deal that we could, you know, expect to, to get done. It's still very in the balance right now. And there is a willingness, it seems, from Madison, should Arsenal stump up the cash that Leicester want, that he would be very much open to the move. And yet there is still pundits that every single day are coming out trying to convince him not to do it. It's almost as if there is a little, you know, uh, not envy maybe at the idea of Arsenal taking one of England's top talents once again. Um, so it'd be another great reason to see Arsenal manage to go and sign James Madison this summer. I really do uh, hope uh, that Madison um, comes in this summer. I think it'd be a great bit of business for us. He's, he's a lot better than the other targets we've been looking at. Besides Martin Odegaard, who I have a lot of respect for, and I do appreciate Martin Odegaard a hell of a lot. Um, I just think that this this would be really kind of a, a big kind of boost um, to the uh, to, to kind of Arsenal this this season. I think it would be a big kind of coup for the club to get done. And uh, I would like to see very much James Madison in an Arsenal shirt. That is for sure. Anyway, that does complete all of today's news and meaning that we now move on to the final part of the show, which is getting your thoughts and your feelings in the chat box. But please do drop a like if you haven't already. It just takes, you know, one little press of that thumbs up button. That's all you need to do um, to show some support for the consistent news on episode 99 of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Tomorrow will be episode 100 of these shows um and yeah we put a lot of effort and work into getting these shows and news and information out to you guys every single day so please do show some support with a drop of that like button would really appreciate it um but let's go to your thoughts and theories in the chat box and answer some of your questions if you do have something that you would like answered you can throw them into the chat now zahir says uh, if you were to buy a striker who would you sign latara martinez tammy abraham or vlovic um now Tommy Abraham would be the last one of those three. And then it's a toss-up between Martinez and Vlovic. I like both of these strikers. From now looking into Vlovic more, he does have a lot of qualities that I feel would suit Arsenal for how they play right now. It's a real tough one. And I'm kind of torn because I'm not sure if that's the way that I want to see Arsenal play in the future, if that makes sense. I'm not sure I want to see Arsenal swinging crosses into the box over and over again every single game and that be our kind of one-dimensional way that we want to play. I think that Martinez suits a style of football that I would want to see us play. The problem is we don't really play the style of football suited to Latara Martinez right now. It, I'm caught, kind of caught in this catch-22 and I, I don't really know which route would be the best one to go for. You've also got the fact that Vlovic is still a relative unknown striker. He's had one mad season for Fiorentina. That comes with its own risks. You don't know if he's going to be able to kick on from that season. Whereas Martinez has been more consistent over the last few years. So it might be a safer investment to go for a Martinez, but Vlovic might suit the way that we want to play and give us that extra dimension that we've not had in the team. It's a really difficult one to hear, and I'm probably going to sit on the fence, I'm afraid, between those two. But Tammy Abraham would not be the one I would go for personally. Uh, Marouan says, uh, you still think we will get at least three players? And if the answer is yes, can you name them? Um, no, I can't. <laughs> I still think that three is a safe bet. 
I just can't name them for you. Absolutely not. No chance. Aaron says, Tom, what's your thoughts on the Gunner blog comment on Madison? I'm kind of skeptical of Madison now. Yeah, if you didn't tune in for the Ask blog, and you definitely should, uh, rather, uh, the Ask cast from Ask blog yesterday. Um, and on Mon uh, Monday it was. I think you should definitely check it out. James, uh, aka Gunner blog from The Athletic, saying about his skepticism towards that deal. He's heard really nothing of the high-ups in the club talking about him. But we've seen things go behind and under the radar um, a lot at Arsenal of late. And so maybe there's kind of this feeling that it's a deal that is more quietly taking place. And as we heard, it's, it's being done through apparently intermediaries. So we'll wait and see. Um, but I'm not surprised, Arun, that you're sceptical because James is a very good source for information regarding Arsenal. So there you go. Um, EKK says, Roma actually think Arsenal are stupid, willing to break the bank for Tammy Abraham, but pay pennies for Xhaka. Absolute insults. Definitely tainted with Mourinho's prints. <laughs> very Mourinho-esque. Uh, very uh, sneaky business from Roma, if it does turn out to be true. Um, Bungle is one of our new members who joined our Discord server, I noticed, the other day as well. Uh, welcome, Bungle. Have a, have a fantastic time in the Discord server. So it's from the current squad, who is your early shout for 21-22 player of the season? I'm going to throw out Nicholas Pepper. Pepe as, as a possibility this season. It could be a real season to see Pepe explode this year. So let's wait and see. Arsenal Legend says, anything about Trippier? I saw a report yesterday saying that he's pretty much nailed on to stay uh, from a fairly reliable source. I'd be surprised to see Arsenal going for a, th a guy that turns 31 in, in September. I would be surprised. I say surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be annoyed <laughs> because you can see Arsenal doing it. But I just don't think it makes too much sense. Uh, Neil says, Tom, is Jesse Lingard a number eight or a number 10? Do you rate him? I mean, we haven't. I haven't seen any links between us and Jesse Lingard. I've seen Leicester links with Jesse Lingard as a replacement for Madison, but I've not seen us links with Jesse Lingard. Um, he, can, he can play a multitude of positions, to be honest. He can play behind the striker. He can play in a wider area. You could play him slightly deeper in the midfield. He's a very versatile player. Um, I'd prefer Madison. I think it's a really smart bit of business at Leicester to go get Lingard if they lose Madison. I think that's a perfect replacement, to be honest. So there you go. Uh, Christian says, what do you think we need realistically to be competitive in the league again? Liverpool did it with the manager. City and Chelsea did it with money. Leicester did it with transfers. What's our best? I mean, Liverpool also did it with players and spending a lot of money that they'd made themselves really well. So there is that. Jurgen Klopp came in. Alisson... Uh, Virgil van Dijk, Fabinho. A lot of money was spent on those guys. Oh, apologies. Um, so it's a case for me anyway of you need a combination of smart spending, good coaching, and good leadership from the top. And obviously, a little bit of luck is always good as well. You need a little bit of luck, as does any team. And uh, I think that Arsenal will have to follow the Leicester and Liverpool way of getting this done. It's going to be a balance of spending well and also um, having a coach that makes the right decisions, which is very questionable for Arsenal right now. And we'll see how that goes during this season. Um, Amadi says, sorry for the spoilers. I come from the future and it's September 1st and we have signed Madison, Abraham and Ramsdale. Well, let's see how right you are in a few weeks time and see if you indeed do have that machine working. Uh, El Hustle says, Tom, what do you think of Dominic Calvert-Lewin? Good striker. Don't think he'll move. That's pretty much my thoughts on him. Uh, Mohit says, uh, with Martinez either staying at Inter or hopefully not going to Spurs and we are unwilling to pay the fee required, how much would you be willing to pay for Vlovic? Um, Oh, man. He is supposedly going for like 50 million quid. And he's a 21-year-old with one good season under his belt. 
I'm reluctant to spend that amount of money because of what happened with Pepe. And we've seen with other big fees we played for players, it's not gone amazingly well. I'd be more inclined to spend the money, I think, on Martinez because I think that's a, a better investment and he's still 23 and he's more proven. But Vlovic has got a lot of potential. It's it's really difficult, Mahi. It really is tricky for me to... I'd rather someone else made the decision for me, is, is what I would say. And maybe the club will. We'll wait and see. Um, Sandowi says, did you see the loose links for Yassine Adli? Um, I saw a, a tweet, I think, crop up on my timeline. I don't know loads about Yassine Adli. I, I believe he's the guy that used to play for... Did he used to play for PSG? And we were kind of in for him and then he left uh for Bordeaux let me just have a quick check yes so he was in PSG's youth team I'm sure we were linked to him back in like 2019 um and then he's gone for Bordeaux where he's you know played a fair few games 57 league appearances already four goals um and he scored against PSG at a 2-2 draw in November 2020 last season so there you go I I don't know anything about him um so I can't really tell you too much if anything, other than the fact that I knew that we were linked to him in the past, um, but he ended up signing for, for Bordeaux. So we'll wait and see what happens with him. Fondrick says, uh, what do you think about Lokonga and Partey partnership when Partey is fit? Aren't they a very similar kind of style? Again, there's kind of this obsession that you can't play two players that have got a lot of similar attributes. If you told me that we were having a player as good as Thomas Partey playing alongside Thomas Partey, I wouldn't have too many problems with that because... They'd be, a, they'd be two great players. I don't think it's something that you need to be concerned about. I think they're both players that would do a really good job for us in the future. Um, uh, Esteban says, so we are not going to take care of right back. We have a lot of them, but nine of them are first team. None of them are first team quality. Now, I don't, I think that of the, all of all of them, Chambers is our best option. I think he's a Premier League quality player. Is he going to be the guy that takes Arsenal to the top four? I don't, I'd be very surprised if he's good enough to take Arsenal to the top four. I think it's an area that we should be improving in. But because we have so many and because we're struggling to sell them, I, I understand why we're not going for them. I really do. So it, it's a really it, it's frustrating, but it's the reality that we find ourselves in with right back that it's just not an area that we seem to be able to move in because we've got so many players that we're struggling to move on. The Bellerin situation has complicated things massively. Um, let's go for Joe. Uh, Johan says, uh, Hey Tom, would you prefer Madison over Bernardo Silva? I think I would. I like the fact that Madison's the homegrown player because I think that that is going to be a factor in the coming years. Uh, I think that he would he suits the number 10 role, even though he you know he said he prefers a number eight role, but I think he suits it better than Bernardo Silva, who's kind of more of your wider kind of wide playmaker. Um, so I think I would prefer Madison because I think he would more naturally fit into the team. The reason why I, I'm kind of a little bit uh, sceptical about the idea of signing a, a Bernardo Silva-style player, not specifically him, but in the style of someone that drifts wide, is because we see it with Smithrow a lot now. Smithrow drifts really quite far wide a lot of the time during games. And that opens up a big gap behind Alexandre Lacazette, which means he then drops into that gap. And kind of becomes that false nine, which is frustrating because I'd rather see him playing on the last defender, getting into the box as much as possible and not dropping in. I'd rather him was the natural number nine that he should be and that he was at Leon with Nabil Fekir behind him. So I would lean more towards someone that is going to be more kind of disciplined in the number 10 role and stay in that number 10 role so it doesn't force Lacazette to drop in as much. That's what I would prefer 
to see this summer. Uh, Mahit says, Newcastle could be making our transfers for us. We'll look at holding. Would you be reluctant to sell? I haven't seen any legit links for holding going to Newcastle. I've seen nothing on that. So they were interested in him before. He's now a backup centre-back to Ben White. So the idea of him moving on or wanting a move is not beyond the realms of possibility and is an easy one to, to guess. Um, so it makes sense, that deal. But I haven't seen any legit links uh, suggesting that one whatsoever. Um, Balaji says, hey, Tom, did you see the links of a certain Decore from Lens? Uh, no, I haven't seen any links of a Decore from Lens. Um, Jake Decore, 21 years of age, plays for Lens. Um, I have heard nothing, seen nothing. Let me just quickly. Aston Villa and Atalanta interested in uh, Lens midfielder Jake Decore. So Aston Villa... Um, oh, Sport Witness, here we go. Uh, Sport Witness, there was a mention of Arsenal in there, but the villains were said to be alongside Atalanta. Okay, so all that means is basically that Arsenal have been like watching him, interested in the past, but they're nowhere near kind of ahead of the queue. They don't like they're going to be making a uh, a move for for Decore. So, uh, and that's the lens, Jake Decore. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no, I don't expect that to happen. It seems a very loose link right now. Jack Ellis is 681 watching. I'm not 92 likes yet. Please can you drop a like on the video, guys. So many of you guys tune into this show every single day, and all you need to do is just hit that little thumbs up to show your appreciation. We're on episode 99 now. Please do hit a like on the video. We'd really appreciate it. Wilson says, yo, Tom, why on earth are Arsenal so unprepared every bloody season? Wilson, you guess, is as good as mine because they're run by people that are inexperienced and are not doing as well of a job as they could do, um, is, is the simple answer to that question. Uh, Czech Burke says, am I the only one that thinks 70 million for Madison is insane? Um, it's just the world we live in at the moment, unfortunately, and that's the kind of price that you have to pay for these types of players. James says, I think we really need to do something uh, before the window closes. I feel they won't do anything more. I feel bad right now. And you're not the only one, James. Stephen says, Tom, you get a 20 million bid for holding, keep or sell? Sell. Sell and sell again. Absolutely. I think that 20 million for Rob Holding is a, a very good deal. I think you've got Chambers that could be back up right centre-back. You've got enough cover at right back as well. I think that, I think we've got cover. So, and I also think it would open up a slot for Saliba to come back in the following season. So, yeah, absolutely, would 20 million I would take for, for Rob Holding, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Venkatesh says, if we are ready to spend the bulk of the money uh, for a striker, then why are we not trying for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, homegrown and coming into his prime years? I think he would cost more than what's being suggested. I also, I, I, the thing is about Dominic Calvert-Lewin is he suits the Everton style very well. Again, crosses, good in the air. But I just, I'm not sure. It's, again, his conversion rate wasn't better than Lacazette. Are we really going to go for someone right now that's going to play a false nine position that's not going to improve us? That's why I'm really reluctant to move for a striker this window. I'm not sure we have the right coach in place for the striker system that we need. That's why I think if we are going to play the way we want, we need to improve the creative part of the team first. Uh, unless we change manager and the manager plays a different style, whoever comes in, then we can make some decisions. I don't think you should sign players that aren't fitting the system of what you're trying to do. For the sake of it, you need to be playing and signing players that suit what you're trying to do. And there's going to be a lot of questions this season about the way that we're going to try and play. And we're going to have to wait and see as to whether that works or not. Joshua says, Tom, who are you annoyed with, uh, more annoyed with? KSE, the board, Edu, or at KSE? Absolutely. Um, 
they're the reason we're in this mess. The ownership of where, why, where we are. They appointed Edu. They appointed Arteta. How can I be annoyed at those specific people more than the people that have appointed them? So absolutely, the ownership are are the number one uh, for me. Absolutely. Um, Jake Walker says, conversion rate isn't everything. Lacazette isn't the third best striker in the league. Maybe he would be <laughs> if he got the chances, Jake. That's the thing is we won't know. If he was actually given more of the chances, who knows what could have happened if we'd have used him in the right way. I don't think Lacazette's been used correctly. I don't think we're playing in the correct kind of style. And that's that's the problem right now, is that conversion rate actually is everything for a striker. How good you are at taking your chances is the number one thing for a striker. So I disagree with you, Jake. Conversion rate is everything for a striker. How clinical you are is everything. So I disagree with you, and I don't think there is a greater characteristic for a striker to have than putting the ball in the back of the net, personally. Uh, Yellow Flash says, if you are the boss, who would you choose, Madison, Odegaard, or Awar? I wouldn't take Awar. I would probably choose Madison, depending if it was price-dependent, and if getting Odegaard for half the price of Madison meant we could go get a good centre mid or a good right-back, I'd choose Odegaard, just for the overall improvement of the team. If it was just a straight pick between the two of them, I would choose Madison. Um, Abbe says, Talisa for 10 million. Yes, please. Schools goals, very good physically and technically too. Uh, Michael says, Awar and Erdegaard for 60 million or just Madison? <sighs> See, I, do I don't think Awar and Erdegaard is, is too much of a difference. <laughs> like you probably would pick those two because of numbers and because you're adding extra quality. Awar is an eight that doesn't really fit into the system we play. So I, I don't know what I would, you know, I don't know what I would do with Awar. Would you play him at 10? If you do, that's not his best position. Would you play him at eight? If you do, you need to change your formation because he's not going to play alongside a number six in a 4-2-3-1. So it's, and I don't think Arteta's going to play that system. So I still probably would lean more towards uh, Madison, to be honest. Jashar says, great show with Arsenal Lounge Boys yesterday. Thanks, mate. It was a good, it was a lot of fun and uh, they know what they're talking about. Neil DeSoto says, Tom, lack of goals, our style of play, or it's the striker's fault. We don't see direct long balls. Alba was thriving on, because that's not the way we play, Neil. Like he, Aubameyang played so differently at Borussia Dortmund, at Saint-Étienne, just because he was, it was a complete different kind of style, different league, different situation. Aubameyang at Arsenal, if you're going to get the best of him, you need to be giving him those chances in the box and he needs to be playing in the central striking role, not in a wide position. It's as simple as that for me. Um, let's scroll up a little bit more. Uh, Gimaraish and Erdogan. Gimaraish and Erdogan, then you've got a, a much better deal. No sleep. So, yeah, the, the first option, without a doubt. Um, why, uh, Anuoa says, uh, why, do the, why don't uh, the Asian clubs uh, come for in for Aubameyang, uh, a sober Lacazette offer, a three-year extension, and sign Martinez? Uh, mainly because uh, they can't. I, I, we, when we think about kind of the big, um, the, the richest kind of Asian clubs that are really pushing forward with a lot of kind of big and heavy investment. It was the Chinese league that has changed a lot. And I would recommend doing some research into kind of the financial implications of Inter Milan who have Chinese ownership and some of the issues that they're facing. The Chinese clubs do not have the capacity anywhere near as much as they did previously to be coming in and paying huge wages and buying players up for like ridiculous fees like they did with Marco Arnautovic from West Ham, etc. The Japanese league is not really a place to, to be making big offers for deals. It's just not something we can rely on 
to do that anymore. If you want to look at some others, you want to look at kind of the, the Middle Eastern teams. There's some like in Qatar and Saudi Arabia that maybe are going to be able to, to pay some big fees for players. MLS is not a rich league by any means in regards to kind of transfer fees and more so for the wages of some of their uncapped or uh, the ones that are outside their, their cap uh, for their wages. So it's not as easy as that, unfortunately. Um, and, you, and you need them to want the player, which is also a big problem for us right now. Anyway, we are going to uh, finish things off there. Uh, we'll be back a little bit later on, uh, maybe today. Probably not, though. It is the other half's birthday, so probably not going to be doing another show today, to be fair, to be kind. Um, but tomorrow will be episode 100 of the Transfer Show, so make sure you tune in for that. Hopefully, we can bring you some good news on our 100th show in a row. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you guys. Please do drop a like on the video. Please do subscribe to the channel. Please have a check of Pick Your Team by the Arsenal Review. Link is in the description for that. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure, as always, to join you. And I'll see you again tomorrow morning for the latest information. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.